on the pudding, and the pudding in this case is a football. Boom! Eat my goal! The goalie has got football pie all over his shirt. Welcome to this episode of the Down the Pub podcast. On this episode, I am joined by one of our new wanderers, uh, Callum Watson. Welcome to the show, Callum. It is, mate. Thanks for having me. How are you? Yeah, good, 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 good. Really appreciate you doing this. Um, I know a lot of uh, you're you're already kind of a fan favorite from some of your social media stuff. So uh, I thought we got a idea to get you on the show so people get to know the real you, not just the social media guy. So. Yeah. So uh just a couple of questions just to kind of get us in the swing of things. Uh what's your favorite Canadian food? Oh, I mean I'll probably just have to go with a basic poutine. I mean, we uh we have something kind of similar back home, but we just call it chips and gravy. So <laughs> it's uh, it's a little bit similar, but ours is a basic format of it. But um yeah, no, I've tried that a couple couple of times. Uh, yeah, just bad. think about it when you retire. You can corner the cheese cords market in England and just fucking make a ton of money, you know. So <laughs> yeah, might might have to take that route. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. The English food you miss the most? Oh, I don't know. I mean, we haven't really got anything too crazy. Obviously, what fish and chips, but I mean, I think I'd say uh, a Sunday roast dinner, um, or. I mean, a full English breakfast as well on a on a Sunday morning doesn't go doesn't go amiss as well, especially if uh, my mum's whipping that up. So yeah, probably it's, have to go over full English breakfast. I think I'm the same. I like I I, I kind of miss my my mum's like uh, Sunday dinners and stuff like that, and just uh, yeah, yeah I, I think it's more just like you don't have to cook for yourself. Somebody else is doing it for you. So like, I think that's there the is main that. thing. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> a factor for sure. I mean. I mean, my mum doesn't whip up a bad one, but I mean, uh, I don't think anything beats uh, my nan's cooking, to be honest. Nan's cooking on a Sunday afternoon. That's, nice. Uh, that's what is the real spot. Then does veg out on the couch afterwards. Um, exactly. Who's your football hero growing up? Ooh, that's a tough question. I mean, being an Arsenal fan in that in that relation, I'd probably look at Santi Cazorla probably being the, the main guy I looked at um, probably growing up. Um, but I mean, more recently, I mean, I know he's an ex-Spurs player, unfortunately, but Luka Modric, uh, he's just, he's just different class, man. Everything he does is just so good. Technical ability and the engine he's still got, I think he's 36 or 37 now. How he's still going at the rate he is, ah, it's just a joy to watch, to be honest. He he did become a, a much better player when he left Tottenham. Most players do, so uh... well, like most players, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> not hard to improve after leaving there, is it? <laughs> so speaking of Arsenal, they obviously beat uh, Chelsea t- tonight. Who knows what's happened to Chelsea? But uh, so I guess I got to ask mm. you: will, will they win the league? Are you a firm believer? Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to, to put it bluntly, no. I think we kind of messed that one up the last. The last two weeks with the result against West Ham and then losing that 2-0, 2-0 lead at Liverpool and then obviously the absolute colossal that went down with Southampton at home. I mean, I think we've kind of uh, kind of done ourselves in there, but I mean, obviously City showed their class the other day when they they taught us a good lesson on on how how Arsenal were actually trying to play. So, I mean, it's been a good season though for for an Arsenal fan, but. Yeah, I, I can't see us. I can't see us lifting it, unfortunately, at the end of the season. I think you definitely needed that uh, that that Chelsea win, though, just kind of get over 
the yeah, last couple of sure. games and uh, Jesus Christ yeah. like I, I was looking at uh, Frank Lampard's record in the Premier League I think like he's won two games out of like the last 23 or something like that so oh, it's bizarre why they the, picked the them poor guy's ruining the poor guy's <laughs> ruining his playing career and he, he should have just should have stopped watching watching the game really after retiring but you know kudos <laughs> to him he's still going bless his heart I mean he, all he had to do was just walk up the stairs to Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville and when he took the hard option so oh. um, so yeah, just kind of... exactly I mean Neville tried it yeah. Neville tried oh, it at Valencia and then and then realised nah, I... he dropped out at a good time <laughs> Paul Scholes is the same man. He had to go at all of them, and it's yeah. It's, yeah. I, I don't think it's as yeah. it, I don't think it's uh, as easy as they think it is. So just kind of getting into um, obviously your your own career. Uh, so the rumors were, and I think I read somewhere um, in probably like the Sudbury Times or somewhere that you're from, like your the Essex Times or something like that. that yeah, yeah, you had the option to. Uh, train with some MLS teams this off season. So why did you decide to kind of forego that and sign a permanent contract with the Wanderers? Um, yeah, so like you said, I had a couple of options to go into a couple of sides like uh, Houston and uh, Ralph Salt Lake. Uh, had phone calls with them and conversations. But um, I mean, a big part of it was what Patrice laid out in front of me and uh, those those options to go on, on trial at those clubs. Um, it was an opportunity to train with the first teams, so don't get me wrong, but I think I would have been looking more at an MLS Next contract uh, if everything went well when I went in there. But for me, I wanted to, obviously, I'm, I'm 23 now, so I wanted to go into a men's men's environment and obviously that the CPL offers that um, along, with, along with a good quality league as well. So um, I think if I went down the route of MLS Next, it would have been, for me, not necessarily taking a step back but kind of say staying at a similar level as as college, kind of because you get obviously guys that come out of college, and obviously you get the guys in in the MLS academies that are can be as young as sixteen even playing playing in that league. So I think I'm always someone's wanting to push myself, and I think this was the the best step for me. Uh, and obviously, like I said, the the plan that Patrice laid out in front of me with with Geordie, it was something that that really. Um, really took to my eye and is something that I was really excited to to join in and, and work under these guys. So um, I, I know you came here like a little bit early uh, before pre-season with your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, you were at one of our, the, the live show that we did with Patrice. Mm-hmm. So what what's, what was your initial yeah. thoughts in the city and did you think, like, did it make you realise you'd made a good decision? Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I didn't get to see loads of the city and um, there's still a lot of the city which I need to see. Um, <laughs> but everyone that I've met has been has been so lovely, so welcoming. And uh, funny enough, like you say, my, my dad my dad come with me and then this weekend just gone, my family visited for the first home game. And um, I mean, up to now, I've not got a, a, bad, a bad word to say about the city, about the people and uh, the welcoming I've had has been has been really nice you know, like that kind of uh, first professional, I guess, uh, pre-season. So how did that go for you? And how did you find the the professional pre-season compared to what you were used to in college and, and, and Sudbury and stuff? Um, yeah, so especially under, under Patrice, he's a very intense guy, um, <laughs> which was, uh, as, as I'm sure you guys know. Um, <laughs> but um, for me on an individual basis, the, the first two weeks uh, before our trip to Florida, it was a bit of an eye opener. I mean, on a personal basis, I wasn't performing as I preferably would have liked. But I think 
a lot of that comes down to, I was like to say, a new setup, uh, new coaches, uh, a new style of play, a lot of new players, um, a new home. Um, but it took me a couple of weeks to settle in, but I think uh, when we went to Florida, I kind of, that's when everything kind of really seemed to, to settle in. Um, I got used to the, the way we wanted to play, the way Patrice wants us to play, my role in the side. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where where everything started to almost click for me in a way. Um, and obviously going into the season, I've been able to appear in every game, got one start so far. Um, so yeah, I'm really just looking to to build and build and grow, um, and on an individual basis, I can only see myself improving from from what I've done up to this point. So the first kind of four games were away from home. Four games, three games, three games, three games mm-hmm. away from home. Yeah, so three, yeah. So so how was that? Like, did, do you do you think that really helped you as as a team to kind of bond that you were kind of stuck into that weird environment where you had so many away games in a short space of time? Yeah, I think like you say, there's we've had I couldn't tell you the exact number of the amount of new players, a lot of first year pros, a lot of guys that, that are joining that are new. And I think that, that that trip to Florida we had really, really helped us as a as a group to grow and connect and uh, really get to know each other, not even just as players, but but as people as well. A lot of people from different areas, different cultures and things like that. Um, and like you say, yeah, being on the road for the first three games against the two sides that have really dominated the league in the last, the especially last season, especially coming out of it disappointed considering we hadn't, uh, we hadn't got a win out of those games really shows uh, I think what we can do as a group this this upcoming season so as you said like you kind of um, you've, you've been involved in like every game pretty much so far how are you adapting to they call it Patrice Ball the way he kind of wants to play the game like, like there's a lot of kind of movement and uh, he wants different mm-hmm. it's not traditional uh player spots where he wants you to positions that he wants you to play in. So how you find how are you adapting to the to the difference? I mean, as a player it's it's quite nice to not necessarily have a freedom, but like there's a lot of flexibility. So um I think as a football player and uh as the group that we have, everyone loves to play football. We like to to move the ball, keep the ball moving, try and drag the opponent out out of position. Um I think all that we've been missing really is is that second goal, third goal to really put teams to bed. We can almost do it in the first half with the opportunities we had. It's just that that final ball that and being cutthroat and being ruthless in the final third to to do that. And um, I think that that will come for sure. And it's something that, that that we'll be working on. And I think once once that final part clicks, I think we'll definitely be a, a force to be reckoned with. And will be up there at the end of the season yeah you can definitely see like you know, we, the, the building blocks are there and we're kind of everybody seems to, to be adapting to it but do, do you think it's a kind mm-hmm. of a obviously last season we like we struggled in front of goal just do you think it's a mental block thing or do you just think that it's like it'll come eventually and that's the kind of feeling with you guys um, like the, the goals yeah i don't think it's a mental block um i think the thing that we've got to remember as well we've as a group we've only been together eight weeks so we're still like we're still trying to figure each other out in certain ways that players like to play and how to play with each other to a certain extent. Eight weeks for a seventeen new lads to be put together. I mean, it's it's a it's a tough stint, um, but it's something that 
I believe and we believe as a group from from the from the top to to us players, um, they it, it will definitely come um, for sure and. Hopefully, we'll be able to bring lots of goals for for you guys to celebrate at the ground. <laughs> uh, I'm being honest with you, it was just it like compared to like last year, just just being able to watch the football. The football is like way more exciting, and you know, um, yeah. we were kind of under the cosh a little bit, and then you kind of came on and you brought in like a, a little bit of a different kind of energy and all that kind of stuff. So I think the fans are definitely um, behind you all, and they, they kind of want just to get there. So I, I, it's just it's just nice to see that we're trying to do something different. And we have like so many more technically gifted players. Like you playing alongside, like obviously Lorenzo's being singled out by every media thing. And, but like <clears throat> playing alongside guys like that, like, are you picking up little things and training from guys like that in, in games? Yeah, of course. Like, like I said, you, you we're starting to realize um, the type of things that players look for on the ball. Obviously, Lorenzo's got an incredible amount of experience coming from the background that he has. Rampy's been in the league for for, for the whole five years. It's been here. Um, so yeah, I mean, ultimately, it it will come together. Um, and like you said, we're we're playing a style of football that, that I don't think this the CPL's seen in. In the in the five years, obviously Forge like to play play a good style of football. I think us and them are the two two sides that really look to, I believe, play football the right way. Um, but like you say, when when we're playing that way, at the end of the day, we've got to get results because that's really what matters at, at the end. The one stat that matters is the scoreline. So we can play pretty football, but like I said, at the end of the day, we've got to be ruthless, and that's that's what we're working on. So um, the the weekend was the your first home game here in Halifax. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the club kind of uses the, the the home game experience as a way to sell the club to, to players coming in. So, did the the, the pre game atmosphere uh, live up to the hype? Yeah, nice. No, it's fantastic. I mean, um, my first professional experience coming out to six and a half thousand people with flares and songs and <laughs> banners and everything. I mean, it's a it is a fantastic environment to be in. And coming on, I mean, obviously, us as players are just saying, imagine if we could have got that that last goal just to see the place erupt and, and really show us like, what, what this town is all about as a community, not just not just the club itself. How did your family find the experience of the, the home game? I mean, if my dad remembers it, I'm pretty sure he'd say it was great. I think he had a few too many, to be honest with you. But <laughs> he, was, he was a little bit merry, I tell you. But, um, but no, my family my fam, my family really enjoyed it almost as much as I did, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so they'll be back out for sure. I know, I know my cousin and my sister who are here have already been looking at flights to come back out in the next few weeks. So they enjoyed it that much. But, nice. um, but yeah, no, that... The, the whole experience was was just fantastic and um yeah hopefully hopefully we'll be able to give you guys uh three points most weeks if not every week to to be able to celebrate and go home with a with a happy face was it was it nice to be back on a grass pitch oh yeah you can't be a grass pitch they they do a great job with it don't they it's i mean like oh yeah it's fantastic like trying to uh survive a canadian winter and being able to have a pitch like that was it's it's something yeah. else. Like I mean, the, the ground staff were incredible. Yeah, and, uh, honestly, for uh, yeah, like I said, kudos to to the guys that that work on the ground. Honestly, uh, like you say, hard graph after a tough winter, and then to be able to get the pitch looking like that 
I mean, not even in his in his prime time. So, um, I mean, full respect to to the guys like Jeff and uh, and those guys that that work at the grounds day in day out to uh, get it looking like and to host CPL games um, on, on a beautiful grass pitch and obviously the, the stand and everything. So yeah, this it's great to be able to play on a on a facility like that. So you won't you won't get to see it again until May twentieth. So how are you feeling about another road trip coming up? Yeah, um, I mean it's a part <laughs> of it. It's a, like you say, it's a, it's a time where where us as players can come together and really like continue to get to know each other. But yeah, I mean everyone's got to do it. Every team's got to make that make that travel. So um, yeah, hopefully we go away, get get a good result away, and then we can come back and. And get another three points at home, um, and then yeah, so then we'll build from there. So, uh, just speaking of like bonding and stuff like that, like you and Fumpus seem to have built a bit of a a double axe. So, uh, how cool is it having somebody from back yeah. at home to kind of bounce off? Yeah, yeah, the boy Fumper. I mean, obviously Dan's Dan's English as well. Well, lived in Canada for a year, but yeah, it's it's nice to have a little bit of like it's almost like a little bit of home here. Because we have the same kind of same kind of background, same kind of banter. So um, yeah, it's all, it's always nice to have someone who who's from from home with you. But um, yeah, we're always up to our old tricks, me and Kumpa. <laughs> uh, so sometimes we might take it a bit too far with some of the guys, but you know, it's a part of it. We've got to find our boundaries. So <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, no, Thumper's a great guy. So yeah, it's, it's nice to have him here. How are you supposed to know what your boundaries are unless you try and push them, right? So, <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, until someone comes in severely upset or just goes, hey, that's a bit too far, and then I'll carry on going. I'll keep pushing the boundaries. <laughs> I, I also did want to congratulate the two years on getting uh, the word bollocks uh, onto one soccer. That was that was mint. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, I know. Uh, he, he, sent, he sent it to me and he was like, they they realised that and I was like I don't think they really know what it means he was like but if they didn't want to cut it out they didn't want to cut it out that's 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 not our fault but yeah so, so you can just imagine that there's like all of these people in what the one soccer office is like just saying bollocks as if it's like just a regular word you know yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know but we was like he, he sent it to me and I was I was like kind of in shock because I was, I was like surely they would have searched the word up if they don't know what it means <laughs> And he and then he was like, obviously not. I was like, oh, clearly, but hey, it's out there on YouTube now. You can't take it. Well, you can take it away, but it's out there for good now. <laughs> I took <laughs> a screen. I st- I took a screenshot of it, so I have it forever. So don't worry. I find the next thing that pisses me off, I'm just gonna put up there. Oh, it's a lot of bollocks. Uh, <laughs> so just kind of yeah. get, getting a little bit into your background. You know, uh, you started out at uh, Colchester, I believe, and then. I, that's that same story I read yeah. about you um, from back home said that you were released because you were too small which ourselves yeah. anyway but um, you know you went well, to Sudbury then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. then you went to like Sudbury but Sudbury seemed to have this connection in the, the States what is, the, what is that that you were able to get you the, the scholarship um, so basically uh, so Sudbury had uh, almost like an academy set up where uh, it was two years of academy football. It's like, yeah, it was basically academy football. Um, and then I was able to break into the first team there as well at 16. But um, but I was able to do um, 
my study in there as well because back home we have to stay in full time education till we're eighteen. But we went on a we went on a tour to America, uh, to New York, and um, kind of got introduced to a couple of universities over there, and then um, I almost kind of had an idea even when I hit sixteen seventeen I was like, if I'm not able to get back into a, an academy set up and get a get a scholarship between the ages of sixteen and eighteen, and uh, when I hit eighteen I almost looked to see where I can play, and then um. There's an agency back home who I used, uh, which allowed me to to get out to the states. So uh, I had a like a highlight video that got circulated around colleges in the US, and then they show interest, and then I basically just figure out what's best fit for me. So I uh, was able to get a full scholarship uh, at my first school, headed out there for the first year and a half, and then that's what enabled me to transfer over to. To Creighton, where I spent the rest of my time there. Like that's a big school, Creighton. So I mean, it's crazy. Like, so did, did they just like? Yeah, the did they poach you? Is that the way it works? <laughs> like, did they like tap you up kind that, of thing? Is, is that the way that works? Like, you know, because yeah, so was... my coach, uh, yeah, my coach at my first school, he was a student at Creighton. Funny enough, um, so then he got in contact with the the head coach at Creighton and was like, "Hey, I've got a got a lad here." Um, who's looking to transfer and then he come down watched a few games and then was like okay yeah uh would be would be really happy to have him then you almost go through the same process again um obviously Creighton's a bigger school than Hastings which is my first school was able to play at the division one level and then spent three years there um completing my degree so I was able to come out of there with that and then was able to have um a successful time at Creighton, especially in my last year, we won our conference tournament and made it to the the College Cup, the final four. Um, and then, yeah, somehow Patrice managed <laughs> uh, to watch a few games, uh, seemed to like what he saw, and then got in got in touch with the agent I have now, and then, yeah, it all kind of just went. It went pretty smoothly, to be honest. The whole process of of getting me here, so. Also, I thank my agent for that, Patrice and and Creighton for giving me the opportunity to uh to be able to express myself there and uh, get myself out there into the public eye to enable me to take this next step. What 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 like the I also imagine uh you know I've talked to some people who've gone to like to Penn State and and stuff like that. Like what are the facilities like at Creighton? Are they uh, as as oh, immaculate and cool. as crazy as what uh, I'd imagine? Oh, top drawer! Like it's honestly better than any professional setup I've seen. Like the the stadium itself holds seven and a half thousand. The the gym facilities are second to none. People are lovely there as well. Like my time at Creighton, I couldn't honestly couldn't say a bad word about it. So the people there are lovely. Coaches, all fantastic. Um, Johnny Torres was the head coach there. The three years I was there, great guy. Still speak to him on a regular basis as well, the same as the, the assistant coaches, Michael Gabb, Ian Serican. I mean, big shout out for those guys and especially the, the strength and conditioning coach as well who helped me get back. Uh, so I had surgery, so he helped me get back uh, through an eight-month process. So they're just really, it's a really caring place, great facilities. So yeah, not not a bad word to say about the place, to be honest. No, no wonder like the, the MLS is on the way up that mm-hmm. this, these are the facilities that mm-hmm. 
like kids are are getting at the the college level yeah. you know like you're 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 almost in a professional setup Honestly, before you you hit the 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 professional yeah. circuit exactly so it's a professional environment with some studying on the side that's just the, honestly, <laughs> the plainest black and white way i can put it so um so yeah so what was your degree that you did uh it was come under health and lifestyle management so nothing too strenuous <laughs> <laughs> kept it basic focused on the football got in got out got my degree <laughs> i love it can't, can't take my degree away from me now i've got it <laughs> So, so, uh, what was your what was your impression when, like, you know, as you said, like you're going from like top class facilities at Creighton, where this the stadium is built, and you've got like all the gym facilities, to seeing the shipping containers at the Warner's grounds. Hey, it's like home. That's the home. That's I mean, that's a part of it. That's what makes it the experience. It is. I, mean, I think the containers are quite a good idea, to be honest, considering where we're located. I, 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 it's clever. I, I, I think it it's really cool. Like when you're actually in the kind of the the the, the corporate box, it's, it's it's kind of funny that you're like, I'm, I'm literally like when I was a kid, uh, a lot of the church changing rooms would be shipping containers. That's how like it was like most clubs like didn't yeah. have a clubhouse or anything like that. So it's kind of funny like that. It's kind of gone full circle where like I'm a fan now sitting in uh, yeah. a shipping container having some beers watching a game. So yeah, I, I love it too. But yeah, well, you, you know, hopefully we get a play in non league back home. Look. Yeah, playing non-league back home is almost like a full circle, like you say, you get some absolute sights at non-league back home. But, um, the, the man on his dog. The inside of the containers is lovely. The inside <laughs> of the containers has been wonderfully furnished. It's wonderful in there. Only it might do with some heaters in, in there. That's the one thing I might say. So you're you're actually that's that's your accommodation where they have you staying is inside a shipping container, right? Um, they couldn't afford apartments this year, so. They've got you all staying in the shipping containers. He was meant to keep that seat. Shit, <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry, I'm joking. I'm doing. No, I'm joking. No, we get put up in a wonderfully furnished place. I promise. We're treated very well here. I promise. So, like you, you know, you went, you, you made that kind of jump, as you said. Hastings was the first college you went to, and then you went to Creighton. So, you know, yeah. What's what's we we had a play we had a couple we had a player or two I think from like last year who played in the NAIA I think it's called. Uh, what's what's yeah. the big what's the yeah, big differences what's the what's the big differences between those for the uh, uninitiated? Um, it's mainly the size of the school is one. Uh, Hastings only we only had fifteen hundred students throughout the whole thing, and two hundred of them were meathead American footballers. So um, there's that. Funding, obviously, uh, the bigger schools have more money, so they're able to give out more scholarships, recruit better. But um, NAIA, you got you get quite a lot of older players. Uh, NAIA, they've got 24, 25-year-olds still that, that play at that level. Uh, um, and there's, to me, I'd probably say there's more internationals, uh, NAIA, NAIA, to be honest, rather than um, Americans. I don't know if that's something to do with, obviously, them trying to promote American soccer, um, trying to promote players from that level to the to the MLS, obviously. Um, but yeah, those they're really the the two three main things that I'd say are the difference. And obviously facilities as well. So obviously the bigger schools have bigger money, which enables the facilities to be to be as good as what they are. It it definitely feels like a a stepping stone 
for in, international lads like yourself because uh, it seems to be a, a couple of players I know who went on to those bigger colleges have always started out at the, the kind of lower level. And I guess it's good exposure for them too. Like, I mean, if you take off, yeah, you know, Hastings, the college I'd never heard of it before. And now, like, we know because of, of you. So, um, yeah, I because Hastings is a very like established NAI program, two national championships. My second year I was there, we made it to the to the national final as well. So, um, it's the the top sides at NAIA could compete uh, at very good uh, Division One level, hundred percent. Like uh, full confidence in saying that, but then obviously there's there's sides that obviously aren't as good because those smaller schools don't have the money. They're just lucky to almost fill the side and allow allow uh, allow guys to go and get a degree while still playing soccer and enjoying their soccer. So um, I did notice on your your Twitter mm-hmm. there that you won an award. Uh, what was it the the comeback kid award for for Creighton? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I I just loved the little thing where you're just like I didn't even know I was nominated. It's it was kind of funny. So yeah. but 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 you did mention that the just the, you had a bit of surgery and stuff for like that. So what was the injury that you had and how yeah, so how how honored were you to get that award? Yeah. So like as silly as it sounds, where it's like. The comeback kid award like the the eight i was out for a good eight months because in was it 2020 i found out i tore my labrum in my right hip i was still Jesus. able to play on it but i i played a whole nother year on my hip with it being torn because um if i had surgery at the time i found out i would have missed uh the regular season so i decided to play on it and then get surgery in the spring uh, well, actually, it was in the December 2020, 2021. I can't remember exactly what one, but um, yes, yeah, so I got the surgery in the December and then recovered December till, yeah, it was almost July is when I fully got back, July, August. So, um, yeah, basically, long story short, I had to reshape the labrum in my right hip and remove a piece of excess bone. So, like, the ball and, so, like, the, the ball and socket joint basically fitted in rather than crashing up against each other. So um fucking hell. Yeah, it was a it was a long road back. Yeah, it was it was a it was a tough recovery back, but like I say, the facilities that we've got and the and the staff that, that I had at Creighton with the the um physical trainer that we had in there every day and my strength and conditioning coach. I mean those guys really pushed me to get back. So um everything I get now, like like with that award that I was given. As soon as I received that, I literally text te- my strength and conditioning coach and the PT straight away. I was like, because they was going to shit the trophy here, but I just said to him, I was like, keep it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you got me back. I was like, you have the award. Nice. I was like, you keep that. I was like, I was like, you got me back. I was like, through the amount of times you made me throw up through fitness. I was like, <laughs> yeah. It, it, there was been plenty of times where I was like, no, nah, like, this is a long road back. But those, those guys really helped me get, get through that. And then ultimately, without them, I'd, probably wouldn't be sitting here now claimed as a professional soccer player. So Wow. That's yeah, crazy. It was a long road back, tough surgery, but here I am. I'm back. I'm so good. Did it, I'm healthy. Did did you get to keep the piece of bone? Did I give it to you like in a jar or something? Like when you get your tea taken out? Here you go, bud. No, not quite. <laughs> uh, no, not quite, not quite. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'd want that to be honest. <laughs> that piece of bone caused me a lot of pain at times, I'll tell you. <laughs> Want so, to stay so, as far away from that as possible. So, like when when you were playing on it, like was it like when you're turning and stuff like that? Was it affecting you, or did you like? Yeah. Uh... Um. 
when I was playing, I only felt it a few times. Like there'd be times where it like I feel like a crunch, and then I'd have to stand still for a couple seconds until the pain went. Fucking then hell. I'd start running, but it was more like after training or after playing. If I'd sit down, then I'd stand up, and I would, I'd have to stand up and just like I'd try and walk, but it just lock. Like I wouldn't be able to walk for like five, ten seconds, and I'd be fine again. It was honestly I felt. I felt like my granddad and my granddad's nine year old. So he was probably better mo he had better mobility than me at some point. So Wow. But yeah. That's cool. I'm like I'm I'm glad that it all kind of uh worked out for you. So um <clears throat> one of our listeners did have a, a quick question for you. So what's your preferred position? Uh six, eight, or ten? I'd play myself as as an eight. I like to get up and down as like some of you guys, uh, some of you fans have seen already. Like I've got, I've got a good engine. I'm quite an energetic player, but um, I played all three um, at Creighton my second year or my third year, sorry, my last year. I was definitely more of a more of an eight. Uh, but the two previous years before that, and then my two years at Sudbury, I played as an out and out ten. So um, either one of those, I'm I'm not fussy. I wouldn't say I'm a, a natural ten as such. Someone who might drop a bit deeper to come and play, but yeah, I'm, if I'm on the pitch, I'm on the pitch. I don't, I'm not, not fussed about where I'm playing, but um, <laughs> I'd say personally, I'm more of an eight. Um, but in this system, Patrice seems to see me as as a, as a ten, so um, trying to learn and adapt to certain things that he he wants in there um, will only help me get better and add to my game really. So, so yeah. That's awesome. So um the the final question and I can you're gonna play in a five aside team from the players you've played with, who makes the team? Of uh, the teams that I've played the the players I've played with all time. Yep. Goal. I'd probably go with the uh, my goalkeeper at Creighton, Paul Cruz. Uh he was a he was a great keeper. Can I choose my formation or have you got a formation set? You can you can do what you want. You're the co- you're the coach or you can put yourself in the team if you want to. Okay. Um I can put myself in. That changes a whole lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> um okay, yeah, I'll play a diamond. Um the base of the diamond. I'm not gonna go with any defenders. Nice. I'm an attacking player. To be honest, I'd probably I'd probably put Lorenzo at the bottom of it. Only been with him eight weeks, but fuck me, what a player! Um, <laughs> sorry, Landry, I don't know if I can swear. I, but, I, I've yeah. I, I've sworn a few times. Don't worry, buddy. All right, yeah. All right, so I'll go Lorenzo <laughs> at the bottom of it. Um, I'll go I'll go straight to my nine. I would go Duncan Maguire, my forward at Creighton, but. I'm going to have to go with a guy that I played with at Hastings. His name's Danny Whitehall. He plays at uh, Eastleigh now, uh, back home. I'll go with him. He's just, yeah, goal scorer. In his four years at college, he scored like 93 goals, I think. Holy Jesus. In four years. Yeah, and he's still smashing goals in for fun now at Eastleigh. And he had some set piece on him. His free kicks were a joke. He scored all types of goals. Um, So I'd have him as my nine. And then, oh, other midfielders I've played with. Oh, that's tough. I'll put myself in there. I'll back myself. Um, <laughs> Love that confidence. Five a side. 
five aside, I mean, it's nice and small. I can run around and kick people. Which is quite <laughs> nice um, as I'm sure you've seen, I don't mind the tackle. Um, <laughs> and then, oh, next to me, who am I going to put next to me? Do I put someone who I've played against? No, ask me who you played with. All right. Uh, There's reels, man. I'm sorry. No, I'm just trying to think. I'd probably go. I'll stick with my Creighton boys because he was good in five aside. Charles and Goose. He uh he's now at Dynamo. Five aside, he was a he was a nightmare to play against. He just built like a brick shit house. Powerful <laughs> lad. Yeah, nice. And, and he's and he's like my best mate. He's one of my best mates as well. So yeah, we'll have, we'll have that best mate chemistry in there as well. So do you want to just recap it for me? So Paul Cruising goal played with McCrayton, Lorenzo from here, myself, Charles August, who I played with at Creighton, and Danny Whitehall, who I played with at Hastings. Love it, man. That's awesome. So uh it's it's been great to get to, to know you a little bit better, Callum. Uh the, the great thing about the CPL is that it's not just about giving Canadian players a chance when they probably didn't wouldn't have another chance it's like people like yourself yeah. you know we've seen Fulpa come over we've seen other people who have uh, probably might have dropped out of the game so it's it's great to that you're yeah. here people really like that you come on the pitch and you give it a your all so uh, I really appreciate yeah. it enjoy the, the road trip and we'll see you on May 20th yeah oh, thank you appreciate it I'm look, looking forward to seeing you all back at the grounds cheers buddy see you then take care cheers mate thank thanks you. man appreciate it Get out! Out to fuck!